Hello, everyone, and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 2, Episode 2, The Precious Blood of Jesus. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, here with one of my former students, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hi, everyone. I'm Kurt, his former high school student. It's true. No longer in high school, by the way. I yeah. won't out your age entirely, but no longer in high school. Kurt and I have both seen all of Ozarks through the end of season three. We love it. It's one of our favorite shows. Uh, we're eagerly awaiting the release of season four, hoping that we get all the coverage of the first three seasons done before that drops. I think we will. What do you think about that, Kurt? You think we're going to finish before? You seem to have this all figured out. I, I leave this to Mr. Sal, and he seems to have done the calculus. You know, and uh, I I don't actually know. See, I, I think we can. I'm pretty confident we can. But I didn't actually I didn't count ahead, so I have no idea. <laughs> uh, we should we should be scheduled to finish season three of Ozark sometime in mid to late August. Okay. I don't I don't think they will release season four before then. But I don't think I, so either. But how, I, like how much warning did they give before they dropped season three? Uh, the, before they dropped season three, I think they only gave like three or four weeks warning. Okay. So Netflix is notoriously stingy. You say notorious. You say notorious. Some people say wonderful, right? I'm not saying it as a good thing or a bad thing. I'm saying that they are well known for dropping things at the last minute. I do feel like notorious has a bad connotation in it though. You say famous for notorious. Okay. It's like saying is that you know that oh that's a great odor you have there. No, you say like fragrance, right? You don't say odor. <laughs> okay. <That's, laughs> well, so, you welcome know, to people go, ah, oh, great odor you have on you. Like that, that's just a very, very good point. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, they're they're well known for waiting until the last minute yeah. to announce their releases. So we'll see. We hope that we get this all done before season four drops on Netflix. Uh, and we hope that season four drops on Netflix not too far after we finish this. So that, ideally, like September 1st, Ozark season four drops. That would be pretty perfect. Okay. So maybe we, we'd fill in a, a week or two of Black Mirror if we needed to or something like that. Anyway, we're looking forward to it. But keep that in mind as you listen to the podcast, depending on when you listen to this, we have not seen season four because it has not yet been released. But this is not a spoiler. We don't spoil anything in the future for this, too. I think that's also some, something to that's, know. That's fair, a spoiler fair point. at the end, which, there you go. But we will only spoil through the end of season three. Yes, yes. So, uh, so yes, you can listen to this spoiler-free until we give you the spoiler zone warning. So, with all that said... Uh, we're going to try to uh, get through this episode. I'm going to try to go ahead and guess Kurt's rating. So this is the rating guessing portion of the program. So here we go. I would say that, uh, man, I got to say, Kurt, if, if you like this, if you rate this less than a nine, I'm going to be quite disappointed. Uh, because although, although I feel like this, is, this episode is a little bit light on the Marty. So, hmm. I think I think you you had to give this a nine. You gave it a nine. So I am I am very in between. So I I have changed it from a nine to an eight, back to a nine, back to an eight, oh. then oh, back wow. to a nine. It is a low nine right now. This oh, is, wow. This is yeah. I did give it a low nine. Low nine. It could go down to an eight if I get displeased enough Oof. about it. Uh, before 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 I talk about why I gave it that, I'll quickly say I think you gave it a nine. 
I think a strong it, nine. You seem to a uh, very strong nine. Yeah, I, strong I, nine. I I like this one better even than reparations. Uh, okay. This is this this one. I, I love the showcase of Wendy in this episode. Yeah, so, me too. That and that's the reason why it is not going an eight or lower. But everything okay. else to me is just weaker than the last episode. And it's honestly, it's not that great. Like at the end when we get to see Petty and Rachel, that's pretty good. I'm, I like that. Mm-hmm. But besides mm-hmm. anything with Wendy in that ending bit, I'm not too crazy about it. Like we get to see Kate and Ruth. We don't see much growth in Ruth. Like Ruth goes buys the boat, and then we see how Kate's a jerk. Right, seemingly nice in a bit, and then massive jerk. Uh, and then Marty doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, you know, he's uh, there's nothing too much with Marty. He's trying to deal with the Snells and the cartel, and yeah, the the Martys and the Snells stuff is pretty light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, that stuff's pretty light. But uh, I I actually love the Ruth stuff. I think the Ruth stuff is it's not quite up as up there with the Wendy stuff, uh, but it's definitely the next tier uh for me i i think watch seeing the relationship with Cade develop is is important and it's really disturbing I, and yet i can't take my eyes off of it so th- this might be because it's a rewatch but mine also has just have to do with the expectations i think going into it, the expectations are of how Cade will act is you know how he's acting right now right because we've only see, seen him really be kind of he's been mean to ruth right controlling abusive mm-hmm. truth so you know, nothing's really new i guess he's going further down that route and he's really just making it apparent what, what he wants her to do so i i wasn't that satisfied for the root storyline like buying the boat was kind of funny and stuff but it's not like there's a lot better root storylines to me so i i uh yeah that that, that does not scratch the itch for me the the main one that does the wendy storyline is amazing like if that, oh. if that wendy storyline was out there this would be an eight or a seven like the wendy storyline but it's also it's also the biggest chunk of the episode is the wendy story oh it is which is it is something to also yeah. put out there so they did they didn't keep the main focus in the right place i'm not gonna say mm-hmm. that but the root yeah. storyline is probably my second favorite per like length of it and the mm-hmm. quality of it because the, the rachel stuff's only like a tad bit at the end it's like one yeah scene. that's you yeah, get that's no you not... get one intermediate She's... scene to see if she's still yep. in there but yeah, it's the one scene at the end that really is yeah, kind of interesting. Right, right. You know? Yep. Yeah. The the roots. I, I love the root stuff because it it seems like she and her father kind of have turned a corner. He's looking more like a father and less like a uh, you know an abusive boss. I that guess. is true. That is true. Um, and, and then all of a sudden he just pulls the rug out from under it and he's worse than ever. Uh, well, part, part of it's also like when he robs the gas station near the end or the convenience store yep. or whatever that is. I think actually, I think yeah. it's at a diner out front because I wrote convenience store. I, th- I think you're right. That's his I diner. A, yep. But when he robs whatever you know store it is, he, I don't really understand. It's just, he just says he felt like it and he's a Langmore and that's why he did it. But like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't really vibe with that justification. I'm like, yeah, I just felt like it. I don't think... Like ninety nine percent of a crime like that does, and now Cage probably built different. Don't get me wrong, but I just I don't know. I'm like, eh. well, like, yeah, I, I I don't I don't know that it's necessarily. I think he's kind of full of it when he says, "Oh, because I felt like it." I, I it was less because he felt like it, and more to to teach her a lesson, to to send a message to her. Like you want to buy a you want to buy a, a house with a picket fence and and uh, settle into a. A job, a career, or whatever, with a salary and a four hundred one k, and and all this stuff like that is not how we operate here. 
we rob we rob diners when we want to rob diners we don't we don't work for people we work for ourselves uh and we don't settle for 75,000 a year when we can have 7 million uh so uh, and then you know then later he holds her head against the dashboard and makes it extremely clear to her i'll, I'll uh, have you know it's about at 77,000 a year Boy, I know I'm I'm criminal how far off I was. Two thousand. Listen, Michelle, if that's not a lot of money to you, by all means, right, you can pass it my way. I got (laughs) my my pockets are ready. The check is in the mail. You are you're you have so much cash is falling out of your pockets. That's okay, no problem. (laughs) Two grand. No, I'm joking, but but yeah, I see. I see what you're. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. I and maybe like I said, I think it might have to do with it being a rewatch that I know that Kate kind of doesn't turn and so i'm always skeptical of it i mm-hmm. don't really remember how i felt the first time watching it uh mm-hmm. yeah and I, the whole time i'm like well oh, but it's you know i i but it's Cade, right like yeah i did yeah. like that though uh well i mean right down to the point where it, she she gets the boat which by the way i love the scene with i did like the boat, yeah. the boat yeah but uh, she gets the boat and she doesn't know what to do with it and she calls him and and that I, at that point i was saying to myself oh anybody but why would you call him this is the worst idea and why would you tell him that you had a bag of cash why would you do this stuff but it's we're going to talk about it later one of the themes of this episode is trust mm-hmm. um and this is ruth misplacing her trust but anyway but we, I, I will bring that up again in your humble opinion yeah okay uh, you don't think that one of the themes of the episode is trust? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not gonna. I'll wait on it. I'll wait on it. Or you don't think I'll bring it up this. later? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I just, I just want to make sure you speak for yourself and not for the both of us. Okay. And that, well, that's your I, I... humble opinion. Unless that's just say your opinion, you're humble. Okay. You're humble, man, uh, Mr. Sal. Okay. Let's... I'm. I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back into a corner. Not what you can say on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't want to say you're not humble but don't want to say you are humble yeah 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 right exactly <laughs> so, okay okay anyway. uh so i think that's a that's a pretty good uh introduction to how we felt about the episode uh let's talk about the title shall we okay that we can the wonderful the precious blood of jesus huh mm-hmm. um mentioned so, all of once in the episode <laughs> it's just mentioned once which i don't know how much i like i mean so, so I, I'm going to defer this to you because I okay. think you might have more ba- better background knowledge to it. And that, mm-hmm. so right now I don't like the title. Okay. Because no, I don't, I, d- I don't. I don't like it either. <laughs> okay. So I guess there is. I, I was wondering if there's like you know some background knowledge that's super noteworthy with it besides of what I already kind of know. Because if I'm not mistaken, like when you're drinking wine, red wine, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that not supposed to be the blood of Jesus? Well, I mean, depending on the denomination of, of yeah. Christianity, uh, it's either a representation of the blood of Jesus or it's believed to be the actual blood of Jesus. So, okay. so it's. I don't think that I don't think the point of it was the wine necessarily. I think no, the point but I was, was just wondering if there was something wrong, like in that vein, right? Right, That's right, right. So the the minister who gives the the uh, what would you call this the sermon or. It's a, uh, it was, it was like a prayer, it's a, okay, yeah. the, the, the lunchtime prayer uh, lunchtime to prayer. the group of to the group of senators says we are not redeemed by silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus. Well, now, if if in fact 
one is not redeemed by silver and gold, but rather by the precious blood of Jesus. And Wendy is doing the exact opposite throughout this episode. So I, I assume that's where the title comes from, that she is kind of rejecting morality and leaning into money and uh, Machiavellian and justifies the mean stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't love the title. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a very good title at all, honestly. No, it's better than uh, Reparations is better. Oh, reparations is that's that's a good title. It's a that it's is, a solid, very solid title. solid title. I don't yeah. like this title as much because yeah. you're just taking one part. It talks about one aspect of the episode. It's okay. I I just yeah. want to make sure there's not anything I'm missing out on this. And I I think you really have to stretch. I mean, you've got to really squint to to see that connection. I think it's it's not to me uh, an obvious connection or even a particularly productive connection. So I, I don't like the title at all. Uh, I, this is definitely bottom of bottom of the barrel titles for me. This, this might, this might get worse title. It's early on oh, in season two, but right now it has the position and let's see if anyone can uh, be more bottomy than it. I, I don't know what to go past that. <laughs> so there you go. So exactly exactly all right anything else you want to say about the title no just not not unsurprisingly ozark has another bad title <laughs> yeah exactly exactly all right well let's move on then and talk about the symbols so i have a question for you about one of them but uh it's it's which one do you think i'm going to ask you about it's going to be the glass the glass you ever heard uh, it called glass that, the, the letter z the letter Z you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I mean, call I, glass, I, which I think is hysterical. Well, I think it's hysterical. It's like, okay. you know, buying glass. It's like, come on. Like, why are you calling it buying glass? Like, I mean, I don't, yeah, there's a lot of different things that are glass. Okay. Let's not, let's yeah. not, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the one I was, I was unclear on. I'm assuming this is, uh, I looked, it didn't look as much like a bong to me as it did like a pipe. But... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. More like a pipe. And I don't know. Yeah. If that's supposed to be what uh to represent Rachel or Charlotte, yeah. I uh, was oh now oh, okay yeah I forgot about weed, so I don't I don't know I, which one it's supposed to represent in that case. I forgot about Charlotte. Did she put a pipe into the lunchbox? No, she just put uh it looked like marijuana in the lunchbox okay. that I saw. So right, I yes. I credited this to Charlotte because I just kind of pres- I didn't. But it could be Rachel. Like I'm not. I'm not opposed to being Rachel. Well, I I like it better if if it's Charlotte because Rachel uh, already has representation in the symbols here. She <laughs> she's does. got yeah. She's car. got the K, the the accordion smashed up car. Yeah, I I didn't actually think about giving that to Rachel until just now. But yeah, I had given it to uh, Charlotte. Okay. All right. The, yeah. So that 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 does make some sense. Okay. Uh, the A, we have a person in the wheelchair. So this is the person that Ruth is buying. I want to know how from. how you see that as an A. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> it, like how? Like, I don't. Easy. I'm looking at it right now because I took, I have a picture of it, and I really don't yeah. understand how that's an A. Like I'm really looking hard. I don't. I don't see how that's an A. It just looks like I'm slumped over in a wheelchair. Like that's to turn my head. I don't. <laughs> I really don't see how that's an A. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. The person in the yeah. wheelchair, that's obviously, um, I don't know how to say his name, but the person that sold Ruth uh, the boat. Uh, Devereaux. Devereaux, yes. There you go. Yeah, Devereaux. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and then the the R is the necklace, Wendy's necklace. Ooh. I already loved that necklace. Yep. 
glad to see it again. Do you like that, the necklace, Mr. Sale? I, I do now. <laughs> that that was my favorite symbol th- uh, that was used. It was so that one was spot on. Yeah, that is really. Yep, I, I I'll agree. I think I agree with that. Yeah, that's probably my favorite symbol. I think it's more happy that we spoke about it last episode, right? And you, yeah, bit confused on the necklace, and I thought there was enough enough context to get it, and this episode does deliver on that context kind of speaking on yeah. it and we do understand what she was doing there specifically yeah at that uh place yeah very very good stuff the necklace is awesome uh the the other symbols are are fine i don't i don't love the a like you said uh i don't actually love the the k for the car either i, I don't uh, mind the, the k for the car the pipe is is fine i just I, I don't know that a pipe really featured prominently. I, I would have liked to have seen Charlotte actually put a pipe in the lunchbox. Maybe she did, and I'm just not remembering it right. I don't remember it either, if that makes mm-hmm. you feel any better. But mm-hmm. maybe she did. If she did, then that's fine. But I, I think it's an okay spread. I would prefer something over the wheelchair, something for, like, Marty's mm-hmm. whole storyline, slash route, or I'm okay if they took out the car and did something else, you know, for mm-hmm. someone else. But I do, for the car, like the car's fine to me. I like the car. I like the necklace. Mm-hmm. Was probably my tie. I actually I do also like the glass as well. So I'm not opposed to those. Yeah, that basically that I don't one, like the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand that. But we should say the car is Rachel's car when she crashes mm-hmm. it in this episode. Right. Okay. Uh, that's all I have to say about the symbols. Anything else you want to add there? Nope. Okay. Well, then let's start running down the actual episode and see where it takes us so the episode opens on uh there's some highway road through the woods imagine that uh and there's a, a lumber truck uh gets pulled over I, I don't know basically hijacked i mean this, this guy in a the back of a pickup with a rifle just glares down the driver they pull in front of him they stop abruptly the driver of the truck stops abruptly the shotgun guy gets out and uh, you know threatens the driver gets him on the ground and says give him give a message to mercer and shoots his hand off now i didn't remember at this point who mercer was did you no no okay so i was i was also confused though who's mercer what's going on here Mm -hmm. so this is not an opening like we frequently see in ozark where they show us something they're going to show us again later in context uh but rather it is something that they do sometimes use in Ozark, which is this disorienting opening where you really don't know where you are or who you're with or what the point of the scene is. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking something like um, Mason's intervention at the convenience store when it was being held up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, that's yeah. So, so that's this type of, and this can be very effective too. I, I think I prefer when they start with something that we're going to see again later, but this definitely gets you thinking who are these people why is this happening we i didn't remember who mercer was i didn't know who it was who was shooting his hand off or who sent them I, my initial thought was maybe this is the snells mm-hmm. but yeah. obviously it's not uh it, it turns out to be the cause uh, frank cosgrove who, who i'm very excited to have in the series now Yes, uh, the Kansas City map is what turned out to yeah. do it. And yeah, I, I would agree with everything you said. I will, uh, Typically, I do like uh, when we see scenes that we later see in the future again. But mm-hmm. I did like I did like this one. I did like this scene. Yeah, no, this, is, this, is, this is good. Yeah, this is good stuff. All right. In the bird household, we get 
what a typical morning in the bird household might look like. And I actually, I love this scene because one of the things I love about Ozark, I really, really love this, and you don't see it very frequently, is how involved the kids are on the show. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when you have shows like this, I sometimes find myself saying, what are the kids doing right now? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, this, this is, I don't know if this, that this is the best example, but it's the first one that comes to mind. So uh, have you ever watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No, I have no clue what that is. Okay. It's an Amazon original. It's a comedy. It's very funny. I love the show. It's really, really great. But so many times I watch that, I'm like, where are her kids right now? What, what are her kids doing? and and they just kind of they're just there uh it was a big problem with uh sitcoms uh in i don't know maybe the 90s like everybody loves raymond do you ever see that one i've never seen i know about that i mean the the kids were like every once in a while they'd show the kids you're like oh that's right they have kids do you know what i mean so this is side characters they're fine now yeah but ozark does a really good job of integrating them into the stories and reminding you that Wendy and Marty do still have like just regular people stuff that they need to take care of. I love that Jonah asks twice in the scene, what's for breakfast? Yeah. So I really, I really appreciate that they include that type of stuff. Anyway, turns out Marty has bought a paddle boat uh, for the casino. Of course they, they, need this they could have a physical building but the the easier better way i guess is to have a riverboat uh and so they they have that or he he's per- made that purchase but he's trying to set up uh the the details of that and jonah takes an interest in this he says that uh the real money in casinos is in slots 88 percent or something yeah it's a huge huge chunk uh do you like uh, going to casinos it's okay I don't have, I mean, it's more of the company I go with than yep. the actual, like, gambling on it. I'm not all mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I don't really gamble all that much. I, think, see, I, you know, I go in, give it a shot, and then I go, okay, that's where I stop. But the, either I will do slots or eh. I usually prefer to do roulette, so I normally do if I go to a casino. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mythical, like, 2 or $5 bet on uh, zeros or green. <laughs> I think it's green, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's yeah. To see if it gets on green. That's, you know, when it lands, you get 90 bucks. I go, ha! I'm a genius. I called it. I predicted it. So that's, that's what I think me and my friends yeah. like to do the most. We'll go there and we'll just sit around and we'll wait. We'll wait a lot of turns on it. And then we'll go, oh, I think it's going to be zeros coming. And then normally someone wins at some point. but And then they brag yeah. about how they're the Messiah. And they, they saw it coming. So that's, <laughs> I think so. I think that's actually pretty fun to go and do that. But, yeah. I, I, but besides that, you know, I'm not a big slots person. You okay. Yeah, I I hate slots. I I think yeah. uh, the, uh, it's like, especially now that they're digital and not coin operated, because coin operated at least was like, oh, clink clink clink. Yeah, like you know now, but the digital, it's like you just you're literally just tapping a screen, and I don't even know when I win. Like I, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, sometimes I won. it can they be just, really confusing. It's like yeah. money, money. I'm like, I mean, okay. They, okay, or they sometimes just, the reverse you're like i mean those symbols look pretty in a row to me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, that, that exactly. was like a pretty important symbol you tell me that's not the wild symbol you tell me i didn't win this i've got four <laughs> of them in a row do i need five what 
<laughs> yeah, but I do love casinos. I love gambling. I haven't done it in a long time. Uh, my wife is not a big fan of gambling. Uh, so, but I, I love it. But I used to play a lot of blackjack uh, and a lot of, uh, I did play some roulette, uh, mostly blackjack and some craps. Craps is the most fun I think that you can have in a casino, but it is complicated. So cra- yeah, I, I've never played. Cra- I've never played a table game that's an actual person doing the play. You know, like I've only played the like the yeah. robo relax. I I've, I've yeah. always feel like the pro- like I don't want to waste some like person's time that's like a dealer or something. I'm going there like okay, uh, I'll I'll hit. Mm. Sand and like just I don't know. I don't like the rulings for it, and I know that you can split in blackjack and all this other stuff. I mean, you get insurance too if they get like a yeah cut up or whatever. But yeah. I mean, you're not. But it, crab. I've never played crabs. I know you don't want sevens. Like you're, you're guessing the roll. Oh, uh, sometimes right? you do. Sometimes you, you do sevens. want sevens. Okay, so if yeah. you bet sevens, you want sevens. I so, assume. Uh, well, it. Uh, I, I'm not no, going to go at all. Okay, the no, I thought it was simpler than I thought, but it, it does not simpler than I thought. But it's not. <laughs> but sometimes you want them, sometimes you don't. I'm terrible at craps. I never win, but it's so much fun to play. But anyway. Okay. Uh, I, I could talk about gambling all night, so we should move on here. But, uh, got, yeah. uh, uh, but speaking of casinos, uh, Marty and Wendy are trying to start one up, and there's there's a lot of resistance to this bill that they just have, have kind of I don't know, shoehorned into the Congress at the state level uh, to get another casino because right now Missouri is at the maximum number of casinos that, that they are allowed to have. And they're trying to get past a bill to add another casino. There are all kinds of anti-casino ads on television, on billboards. Uh, this is what they're up against. And, and Wendy's feeling the stress of it. Marty's feeling the stress of it. Jonah just wants breakfast. Charlotte wants to know who's picking her up from swim and then that's that's all we get in the morning at the birdhouse yep so to the Langmore compound we go it's morning there as well Wyatt wakes up he's sleeping on the roof he's been not sleeping on the roof since Russ died and at 7 a.m this is this is very early appointment I mean this is uh, at 7 a.m Cade's parole officer shows up to check in on Cade and I was thinking, wow, this is 7 a.m. I don't know how far he was coming from, but he had to get up quite early to get ready and be here by 7 a.m. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, he probably had to, you know, I mean, I don't know how his office, you know, his work schedule is like. I don't know if he just goes to like his office or wherever he reports and then goes out or if he just goes out. Like this is basically him reporting for his job. It's his first thing. That, like, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure that's what it is. But I mean. Unless he lives like a few blocks away, I, I will say <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not super shocked about seven a.m. I do like how shocked you are about you're like seven a.m. though. Ooh, <laughs> that is too early. Like, I can imagine this out. You, you're hurt. It's failing you. You need to get heart surgery. Like we've got two dates. We got one in a week, seven a.m. One in three months noon i'll take the noon one thank you seven names too early. like that's like, like that's, that's what makes it sound like to me that we're talking about like uh. seven names early don't get me wrong but i don't think it's that that early like i'm not, I'm not I, the, the fact that you you've taken this as note of 7 a.m he's here this early i think is, <laughs> oh i guess i guess i'm taking note of it because this is the most sympathy that i have ever had and probably will ever have for cade <laughs> <I didn't think laughs> because, 
So <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, his, uh, his name is Ronald Swale and he shows up to check in on, on uh, Cade and Cade needs to give him a urine sample, but Ronald Swale needs to watch Cade provide the urine sample. So rather than following Cade inside for him to provide it, Cade just whips it out right there in front of Ruth and starts pissing in a cup. This is a different which, power move. I would say, oh, because he doesn't he doesn't give up eye contact, and like the yep. biggest one is he just keeps peeing after he's done on the yep. cup, yeah, even a bit on his shoes. <laughs> it's like, so. I know, but it is deeply disturbing that he does this in front of Ruth. I think I won't say deeply. I'm not going to say oh. deeply disturbing. I think I it's think deeply disturbing. There are I know some families that are not. They're not like it's like. So I'll ask you. Uh, your kids are still young, so I don't know. If, you know, if this, yeah. But do you do you guys share a bathroom ever? Like, is there ever anyone ever taking a shower? Or someone comes in to use the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, my okay. kids, I mean, they're, they're, they're nine okay. and five. Okay. Like, they're they're yeah. young. You know. <laughs> but I know I know a... some like brothers and whatnot. They're like, you know, they'll run around nude in the house or like do this. Like, to me, I'm like, that's that's outrageous. But they're yeah. fine with it. So I mean, the way kid does it definitely seems. I mean. Yeah, peeing right in front of his this daughter. Is a, this is this definitely is a outrageous. Grown, this is a grown man whipping out his Johnson in front of his 19 or 20 year old daughter. Like that's but, okay, okay. Not they can't, okay. I would I would not put it in that context, right? Why he's not? Peeing in front of his daughter is what I was because well, when you say he whips out, it sounds like he's just impromptu. He's like, you know what? I my Johnson needs some air, right? And <laughs> the pants. They don't have a good airflow, so I got it. No, okay, it's not that, okay? Someone told him to pee in a cup. He's like, fine, I'm going to pee. Don't care my daughter. And also, I'm not saying, like, I would not do that, right? I don't think most people would do that. But I do think mm-hmm. you got to give it a fair. I'll give Kate his fair dues, right? He is, it's it's weird, but it's not as weird as just whipping out, uh, you know, his, his Johnson out of the book. Look, all he's got to do, all he's got to do is turn 90 degrees, and then he's got his back to her. It's much less weird that way. No, it's part of the power move, though. It's part of the power move. Just don't look down. I know. I know. Look, you're you're absolutely right. Totally get it. I just hate Kate, (laughs) (laughs) and and this is just another reason to hate him. Yeah. Anyway, Uh, and and when I say hate, I mean I hate him in the way that you're supposed to hate a villain in a show. I don't mean (laughs) I that I think this actor is giving a bad performance. I I don't hate I don't hate Kate the way that I dislike petty or mason like petty and mason i think are just not great characters i think cade is a good character i just uh, he's he's good at being what he does yeah a, a jerk and awful and making me hate him mm-hmm. so anyway uh that's that's all i have to say well, about the langmore complex Go oh, another ahead. another note where they think is uh ronald does tell cade he he needs to have a job next time he comes around oh yeah that's right of, gets Ruth to hook Kate up the best she can. Yeah, but this is this is the, about the worst thing that she could have done was right in front of Ronald say Marty could give you a job. I mean, first of all, Ruth is terrible at reading the room here. Yeah, like, kids heard the like, hard job market's really hard to get a job right now. He's yeah. he's really trying to he's laying the seeds for, you know, I told you it's a hard market, right? Like you already yeah. got a job can I have your job? Like, are you, you know, if you want to find a job, you know, we can swap. Like, you know, he's, yeah. he's laying the seeds here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ruth, Ruth just takes out his seeds and puts in a full tree already. Cause that, well, you know, I could get you one. No problem. Yeah. Ronald, say no more. 
Uh, the other the other issue with what Ruth does is that she she needs to recognize that Cade hates Marty. He doesn't really even know Marty, but Cade hates him. He hates him because he feels like Marty is trying to steal his daughter from him. He hates him because she didn't kill him. He hates him because it's probably because of Marty that his brothers are dead. She hates or he hates Marty and she should not be flaunting anything to do with Marty and around in front of Kate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And you're right. She doesn't really read into that very well. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do wonder, I, I, obviously we can read it better, but I wonder how it is for her perspective. Yeah. She does not pick up on it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Wendy and Charles Wilkes are meeting right now. Uh, This is, this is before he takes her out on the boat, right? Yeah. I, yeah, this is the, the episode. Right, right, right. So they're, they're meeting, they're counting votes. So when there's a big vote, uh, usually it's a, like the whip. Uh, if, if you've ever seen House of Cards, which I think yeah. you have. I have like, all is, of it. But... Well, you've seen the beginning of it, right? The good bits, yeah. <laughs> the, the, have you seen like the first two episodes? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so this is something that Kevin Spacey's character does all the time. He counts votes. There's a big vote. He's he puts the yays on one side, the nays on another side, and he focuses on the people in the middle who are undecided. Yeah. And and those are the people that you go after. And that's what Wendy and Wilkes are doing now. Uh, Charles's uh, right hand man here, Slughorn or Slugworth. I always say Slughorn. That's the Harry Potter character. Yeah. Slugworth. Uh, his name turns out to be Jim. Uh, and he gives when, who, by the way, is in House of Cards, now that I'm thinking about it. You probably never got to that part. And that's okay. Because <laughs> like, the, I don't recognize him. The, the, those, those seasons are not so good. But he gives Wendy, reluctantly gives her research on some of the undecideds who are all going to be at this lo- a prayer luncheon uh, later and later that very day. But you can see Jim's hesitancy at, at incorporating Wendy into this. But Charles seems ready and willing. Yeah, I will also say uh, I, I do like how Wendy mockingly says, oh, thank you, Jim. <laughs> now, that, now that she has his name and it has the end with Charles. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Jim is a bit more, you know, and it, it, it could be a host of things. You know, he just doesn't like outsiders. You know, it's a trust mm-hmm. thing. You know, whatever have you. Maybe something to do with that she's a woman. I, I don't think you could make that claim on that alone, but yeah, whatever mm. reason, he is more uh, careful. He's not as trusting as Charles is. Right. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, but that, that's true. You can definitely tell by the way he acts down with yeah. that. So. Yeah. But he does give it to her anyway. Uh, Marty, meanwhile, remember him? We haven't heard much from him this episode, but uh, he gets a phone call from Helen, and Helen tells Marty that he needs to get the Snells in order. Uh, they are apparently, as she said, jamming up the tr- the transfer. So we don't really know what that means yet. We assume that means the transfer of the heroin to the cartel, but we don't know what the holdup is. I will give Helen credit for this, though. I don't know if you noticed this. She does call them hillbillies. She does. Yes, I wrote that. Yeah. She calls them hillbillies, not rednecks. <laughs> hillbillies yep. <laughs> i was she knows, very she knows the difference or yep. someone has told her the truth but yeah. i just know I, I i don't think she actually knows the truth but i i mm-hmm. don't know i would it's just it is definitely a nice touch that helen as long as she goes down that route calls them hillbillies yep. they'll be square i wonder if they get pride <laughs> from being called hillbillies like if 
Oh, when, it seems that way. It yeah. does. So, like, it, I wonder if Dell called him Hillbill instead of Rednecks, if that would have, like, they would have given him flat, or if, if Darling would have given him honey. So happy to be called a hillbilly. Like, I wonder if that could have gone a complete 180 direction. I, I think I think it could have. Bad so, choice of words. They, they spend a lot of time, you know, Jacob's introductory scene is him telling a story of like a parable almost of the difference between a redneck and a hillbilly and, yeah. uh, and, and really kind of deifying the hillbilly. So I, I totally think that that is the case. And I think it's intentional that they have Helen use the word hillbilly here. So I, I love that they're, that they kind of stick to that. So it's pretty cool. Definitely. But Marty is busy though. He's supposed to be buying this boat. So he puts Ruth in charge. Of, of getting the boat and he gives her a bag of cash that's probably about what did she say a million dollars so i was confused by this because marty marty said 50 down on the phone but i don't know if he meant 50 okay. more down because this is this has to be more this is way more than 50 grand <laughs> oh for sure you need a bag full of money for 50 grand so right yeah however much this is yeah it gives it right to ruth yeah exactly and, uh, and, so it, and she says fact, it's over a million, or she says it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. or something like that. So I, I believe it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly how much. We're, when we get there, I'll remember. I did write it down, but I just, I can't find it right now. Oh no, I, I found it. Um, it's way more than fifty grand because that's she how much off. she, yeah. she skims off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so definitely, it's more than fifty. So uh, this is like a million dollars in cash that he hands Ruth and says, "Yeah, go take care of it." I mean that is trust okay so here here begins the theme of trust in this episode that marty has so much trust in ruth that he hands her a bag of a million dollars she could easily just walk away with a million dollars in her pocket and never talk to marty again and she'd be pretty well off I mean, but that's the car. It is the cartel's money. I mean, the whole this whole gimmick of when they first had stole like Marty's money. Mm -hmm. You know, the mm -hmm. whole reason they couldn't just run off is uh, Marty threatened to tell the cartel on them, and then mm -hmm. you know they'd get wrecked by the cartel. But so. she could disappear. She could disappear with Wyatt and three if she wanted to. Fair enough. By herself. Sure, so. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is this is a significant level of trust. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I would uh, trust many people, if anyone with that, if I had that much money. Well, I, seriously. I guess I guess I, I have to relate it to the percent of wealth he has on him right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'd have to calculate that out. So for me, that'd be about five dollars. So what I trust on a lot of money five dollars no <laughs> well, I, have, I have no idea i have no idea well i mean it's it's about one fiftieth of what they dropped off i thought right? they gave him, did they give him 50 or 80 million 50 million i thought they something i thought they gave him 50 80 was what marty was anticipating he remember he said my reward for doing this is to do it again but 10 times bigger yes okay but so, so that would have been 80 it wasn't 80 it was 50 so so one fiftieth you know that's what two percent of, of his of his total of of all the cash that he has so I, I, oh i could trust someone to hold on to two percent of the cash i have on yeah yeah i could <laughs> okay. do that i could do that <laughs> all right but your two percent is not a million dollars it could be i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna out myself there uh oh, the okay. irs might all be right. listening so I'll, you know keep it on the down low irs that was a joke I, my taxes are properly filed <laughs> Okay. I really don't want IRS issues. That that sounds like a hassle. That is something. <laughs> that, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
yeah. I mean, huge amounts of trust here for, for Ruth. So, so good for Ruth that she has earned Marty's trust like this, but she's, she has deserved it. So yeah, it's good. Good for her. All right. Marty, meanwhile, has to go deal with Jacob and Darlene, and they are holding things up again because of trust. And they, they tell Marty this. They are offended that the cartel does not trust that their heroin is pure. Now, I think I think personally this is unreasonable because they don't they've never worked with the cartel before. The cartel doesn't know them from me. And yeah. I certainly cannot provide them with pure heroin. Oh yeah, they're so, being so unreasonable. Yeah, no, oh, unbelievable. Sure. I was, I was like, this is ridiculous. What, what do you mean? Like, like when Darlene storms off when they finally agree, like, oh, yeah, this isn't how we do things. And like, I forgot <laughs> what she said, but she storms off. Uh, she, she says, this isn't, this isn't us. We're, or no, yeah, she says, she says, we're betraying uh, who they are. That's what they. We're betraying. Yeah, we're betraying who we are. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. Nah, drama. It is. You guys are being ridiculous. <laughs> get, get a test. Of what do you? What, what's the big deal? Right. Marty put Nothing. it perfectly. You guys count on yep. the money, they can test your product. Like, what's the difference? Exactly. I, Basically, it's their product, and they just want to test it now. Like, just whatever. You sold it to them. Let them, let yep. Them, let them test yep. It. And Marty, Marty adds to that, trust is a two-way street. And so it really is, you know, playing into this theme of trust right from that was just laid down for us in the previous scene with Marty trusting Ruth with the money, and now the Snells are not trusting the cartel, even though uh, the, the cartel also. I'm sorry. The cartel is not trusting Jacob and Darlene, and Jacob and Darlene are, are offended by it. Of course, they didn't trust the cartel either. So there's 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 a lack of trust here, where there's a surplus of trust between Marty and Ruth. Maybe not a surplus, but an adequate amount of trust between Marty and Ruth. <laughs> nah, I'd say a surplus. So. Yeah, definitely more than the average relationship. Yeah, that's yes, there's a quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, there is the, the, the scene at the governor's prayer luncheon, but uh, it's just the introductory prayer. I'm, I'll, we'll come back to that later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like we need to say anything about the prayer. Well, uh, well, here, here's my one question. So this is where they invoke the precious blood of Jesus line. Do they say yeah. trust at all in that sentence? Like trust in the blood of Jesus or something? Or the uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think they do. Okay. If they did do yeah. that, maybe I like the title a bit more. Because if you're, if you're putting this line of trust throughout the entire episode, and then mm -hmm. it's well anyway yeah okay continue moving on yeah all right so uh but the heroin test does show it to be pure darlene says the line that you already said that she's they're betraying who they are but jacob rationalizes this to marty and says that you know you know it's the business with ash and, and that's supposed to be enough like she's she's upset because of the business with ash and that's why she's behaving this way now i don't think I, th I think that everything we've seen of Darlene says that this is how she would behave regardless of Ash. Yeah, just definitely, yeah, nothing that seems too out of the ordinary for uh, Darlene. Yeah, so, yeah, anyway, uh, that's that. Back at the luncheon, Wendy is going to work. She's trying to whip up some votes uh, with appeals to, you know, th there's this will create jobs, it'll uh, create more tax revenue, and she can't seem to win anybody over until finally she wins somebody over just by offering to cut him a check. Yeah, just, I know, feel like this guy's like, uh, uh, be frank, I, what, what can you do yeah. for me? 25000 yeah. next to the election, done, send yeah. the check over. Uh, yep, yeah, exactly. And, and not even any... Uh, I, what would you even call this it, it, it's not laundering but basically it's it's not 
she's not filtering it through a charitable organization or anything. He's like, not, not just cut me a check. Yeah. So, and Wilkes gives Wendy a look and a wink, like, ah, see, now you're getting it. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like some montage of her like learning and training, right? Like first yeah, yeah. she's not doing it right, and then she's doing it right by the end. Like now yeah. she's got this bad path. And by the end oh, of the episode, you're... she's graduated. She's 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 going above and beyond. Yes, yes. It's it reminds me of uh, Rocky Rocky yes, Four, which something you... like those montages. I haven't seen yeah. Rocky, but I, yeah, I think I've seen that montage where he's going up the steps and everything. So that's yeah, exactly Rocky yep. Okay, yeah. Well, that that's not Rocky Four. That's that Rocky. 4? Rocky. That's one? I think that's Rocky One actually. Yeah, okay. But yeah. now Rocky Four is when he fights the Russian in Russia, and he's like in Siberia training or something. It's uh, they have this amazing song called Hearts on Fire, and oh, it's it's something. But it's exactly what you're talking about. Okay, it starts it's off struggle, bad, but it gets better. Struggle, better, better. struggle, 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 mastery. You know, that's yeah. that's what it is. So, anyway. Uh, Marty uh, goes to see Senator Mercer. So this is Mercer. This, yes, this Mercer is Mercer Lumber. He owns Mercer Lumber, Senator Mercer. Yes. And it all makes sense. So once I hear Mercer, yeah, I, I've, I've made sense of it. Like, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So the, he goes to see Senator Mercer because he got a phone call while he was with the Snells saying he needed to get there. And it turns out Mercer says he's pulling the bill because uh, the Kansas City mob blew his driver's hand off and he's got a family. He just can't take that kind of risk. So Marty doesn't really have a lot to say about this because he probably would do the same thing if he were that guy, but he does take note that this is the Kansas city mob who is kind of instigating this response. Yeah. So get a really, I don't know. It's, it's kind of an awkward scene in the reception of uh, the waiting room of an adoption agency with Darlene. I did love this. I forgot about this until now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and she spends like the whole time she's in the waiting room just trying to make this little kid laugh by making faces at him. And you what's know, what's this called? Sorry, it's just like a G, like grunching or something. Like oh, I have no of, idea. Of like making faces. There's a thing. For, uh, okay, keep going. I'm, I gotta look this up next. This is killing yeah. Because this is an actual um, term. Okay. Know. So this this is an interesting little exchange and she she does this it's it's awkward the mother doesn't really see it she's she's doing it unbeknownst to the mother of this kid but she starts to to interview with the the person who's who's is kind of going to be in charge of uh deciding whether or not she uh is eligible to adopt kids uh and she talks about trying to fill a hole from somebody that they lost so this ash thing is really getting to her that so much so that she wants to go adopt a child which i mean ash was a grown man I don't, I don't know how long he had been with them or what their relationship was but she really seems to be uh reeling from his death yeah anyway and the solution um, to that is certainly mm-hmm. adoption right yeah, I mean, oh, yeah as you said before I, in the past mr self uh, correct me if yep. i'm wrong I don't think mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but if you're having issues, marriage mm-hmm. and or a child could certainly be a solution to it. Every time. Every time. Okay. <laughs> it's those Total kind, it's that type of thing where you can't understand. You know, sometimes someone says don't do is isn't. And, you know, you forget that mm-hmm. one little bit of it. And so you can't remember which way it goes. Is their favorite color blue or is that their least favorite? I can't remember. It's one of these extremes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You exactly. Know, and then you got to take a wild guess. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've, mentioned uh, how I, how do you, 
not how to get away with murder how i met your mother on i think probably not on the ozark podcast but certainly on one of our podcasts i've mentioned that show uh one of their rules that they talk about is never like nothing good ever happens after 3 a.m so 3 a.m you don't send a text you don't make a phone call you don't make any decisions after 3 a.m you go to sleep because nothing good ever happens after that point i, uh, I again i don't know what time that resets but it's after you wake up so uh another a, a rule along those lines is nothing good comes of trying to solve problems by getting married or have kids yes that's those are not the solutions to problems. I also, before I, I, I did forget, I, I should interject with this before we get too far away from it. The making mm -hmm. faces thing. So grimacing yep. is another word for it, but gurning is what I was thinking of. There's a championship for a world champion <laughs> gurning champion. And you can look it up. These people make like these wicked faces, you know, it's, it's a gurning, G-U-R-N, <laughs> or G-U-R-N for gurn. But yeah, so that's what I was thinking of. Uh, it is a real thing. That's, and I saw she might be doing funny. just making faces. Uh, that's very funny i love it <laughs> i love it so anyway this adoption agency does not like to place kids with parents more than 40 years older than them what do you think so about that? I'm, well i'm assuming that's because uh that would probably set them up uh or make them more likely to be set up for mourning the loss of a parent uh, at a younger age okay. I, I i can't think of another reason why they would have that rule yeah, uh, I mean that that's fair enough. Uh, there might also be like health issues, or uh, this is a type of thing where it's very hard to, for me at least, to to command on, like to to make a decision on it because they probably have way more data than I have on this. Mm -hmm. So maybe yeah. even if they don't know why they go, you know what though, there's like a double chance that if we put them at someone over forty, uh, certain things go wrong, right? So it's like you know. Whatever it may be, the numbers are telling us this thing. So we're going to just kind of do this. But yeah, I mean, that that's definitely that's definitely a case that makes sense. You know, and you got if you can do an age cutoff point, you got to have an age cutoff point at some point. Right. So, mm -hmm. Fair yep. enough. But. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but you're right. They, they probably they, they are the ones with all the information probably need to trust them. But Darlene vehemently disagrees with this rule. Uh, and when they suggest a foster child, Darlene just walks out. I, I, I do love how, like, they're looking at her questionnaire and they're like, oh, you forgot to fill out your age. Oh, I had to fill that out. My bad. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Just Darlene's <laughs> tactic of I'll just skip over filling out my age. And that'll yeah. Come. They'll yeah. be forced it's like, to. It's like the clerk at the superstore saying to Tuck, I think you checked the wrong box there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you, you you're buying this gun for someone else? I don't. Oh, that can't be the case. Talk. I think you <laughs> check the wrong box. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So Wendy is all done with the lunch and she's on her way home and she sees Mason preaching on a street corner and he's got the baby with him on the street corner as he's preaching, which I don't know how effective. I don't know how much how how much do you think a street corner preacher pulls in <laughs> like i know i know the average like street corner street corner oh, person i think oh i doubt it i I've, i very much doubt that listen two he, people two people i saw two people drop things in there in the time when they was stopped at that light if that's well, the rate the, they do it and if that's dollar bills i know we're talking like if we assume one dollar every two minutes it's making 30 bucks an hour 
Andy, and that's tax. You know, he can, he could, you know, if he wants to be a bit sinful on his taxes, mm-hmm. but, you know, there you go. That's that's cash there, money. But I don't know. There I don't know was the traffic. There was. A, I don't remember if it was if it was like Dateline or Nightline or Twenty Twenty or something. One, One of, of these, those investigative, you know, you know shows old, yeah. that a while back they did uh, an episode where they went undercover as uh, uh, just a someone on the street in new york city asking for money not doing anything for it just asking for money and they made over a thousand dollars in one day wow (laughs) well were were they really good at begging or is it oh i don't know yeah i I, I, I don't know the conditions for this but that is definitely yeah you hear about stories like that about like people pretending to be homeless and then they like walk into some really nice car or something or yeah that is definitely like um i i i will i do not give money direct i i have given people food but i i don't give people money directly uh, yeah. uh-huh. so that yeah. that is definitely that is something because i i'm worried of that which is kind of like uh, which does that is such a that's such a sad thing to have to be like suspicious on of like i know do they really need the money it's not even that it's like well what are they going to do with the money as well so yep. just, oh you know it's all these questions that's yeah that's a, that's a place for somewhere else so. yeah I, I agree so anyway she when she gets home uh she she tells Marty that uh, Wilkes is going to pressure uh, Mercer, but it's not looking good. They're, they're they're short on votes, and they're not sure they can make it up. She she wants to do something though for Mason, because she feels bad. She sees him preaching on the corner. Marty does not want to do anything for Mason. Yeah, I mean, what else can we do, yeah. right? I mean, no, there's nothing else we can. I do. mean, it's we've been over this, Wendy. It's it's his own choice. Yeah. Yeah. I told yes, him to stay exactly. on the water. He wanted to. Uh, be a nosy bozy and mm-hmm. the rest yep. is history <laughs> there you have it so and then in the next scene uh i'm not sure where wendy is at this point but are you with the boat scene oh she, up here? she no does she go she I, is, i'm not sure i'm not sure where she was between that scene and this scene because this is the scene where she comes home it's late and jonah's still working and not in bed yet okay yeah okay yeah so i think so, you spoke you spoke about the uh you you spoke about this before we saw it like mm-hmm. she came home and then they spoke like jonah's up wendy's like oh you should be in bed jonah oh and you're right and then they speak about it so you just kind of put the okay i just yeah i just forgot to mention that the jonah thing happens first i just mentioned the jonah thing because he's he's up allegedly working on this essay or whatever but he's not actually doing all he has is the title I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I was wondering. Oh, I don't know if he's making a title page, but like, ah, oh, you know, I should look at what was the title of this essay. I wonder if it's uh, it was, wasn't it, wasn't it Don Quixote? Oh, you're right. Yes, it was Don Quixote. You're right. Yeah. But like, yeah, excuse me. If he's just starting his essay, he's a yeah. Never because I title my things last. I I or maybe midway through. I oh. never I never stick a title on first. Do you stick on a title first? Or are you unless it's I actually his looked pretty generic, so maybe I usually Thank stick God. on a title. I haven't written anything like this in so many years. I I don't know what I do. You haven't written many years. Can't say much. I haven't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, certainly have, haven't written a book report in many years. You want me to sign you a book report? I could assign you a book report, sure. Mr. Seth. Sure, okay. go for it. How about you read Animal Farm? Oh, I love Animal books. Farm. Wonderful. Then. So I'm glad so you're good. excited to uh, reread it and write me a report. And I want you to write on me. Compare. Uh, the changing of the pigs talk about old major snowball and napoleon specifically 
and okay there you go i think those are their names yeah that, that those are their names so. we'll have a special episode on my book report on animal yeah, farm yeah. oh by the way minimum <laughs> of minimum of 10 pages 10 pages yeah right, size, I, mean, I think that's enough size 18 font you got it uh eh, typical writing <laughs> double space okay. you get double space but you know 12 point typical margins <laughs> all right well this is not the, this is not the main problem the, the birds have with their children the fact that jonah's up too late working on don quixote but rather charlotte uh coming home possibly high marty's not worried about her smoking weed but he is worried about what she might say when she's high mm -hmm. which is a very legitimate concern yeah definitely definitely a concern but uh that's fair enough marty I also want to note, I don't know if you said this already, but the birds need two more votes, right? Yeah. Mar yes. okay, okay, it, okay. So I said they don't have enough votes, but specifically oh, okay. yeah. they're two votes short. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yeah. All right. So the next day, uh, Wilkes pulls up in his boat to pick up Wendy and he tells Marty that he got a day from Mercer. So they have one day to, to make this, to, to settle down the Kansas City mob or he's going to pull uh, the bill. Mm -hmm. Well, he does give Marty some information about the Kansas City mobs that Frank Cosgrove is the boss. He used to control the Detroit Teamsters until the uh, until the Detroit Teamsters, or at least until Cosgrove's, Cosgrove's group, not the Detroit Teamsters, sorry, until his group invested in some casinos uh, in Missouri and moved there. But they don't want the competition. They basically, they have some stock in some other casinos. They don't want another casino siphoning money away from them. Oh, it makes sense. Yes, it does. This, this uh, might be in Business 101. Yes, I would think so. That. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But Wendy goes off to work with Wilkes. Actually, Wilkes tells Marty that he's very impressed with Wendy's talent. She's very talented and he, she could have a job with him you know, when this thing is, is all done. But Marty says, no, she's got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, a little presumptive that Marty would make that decision. But. Like, no, no need, no need. Uh, well, thank you. No need, though, Charles. She's, uh, <laughs> she's good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Wendy, Wendy is off. All right. The Missouri Bell. So I'm a little confused about this. All right. This is clearly a new day. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Because <laughs> I was wondering that too, because it made it sound like he had to go there the same day. Unless, and what what, what this could be the case of is just the root storylines asynchronous to the main storyline. Like just I guess those all happen yeah. one day. That's also fine too, because they never never do the twain meet really. I think she does call Marty, mm -hmm. but we don't hear that conversation. So I'm okay with talking up to that. Maybe a rain well, in or something. He that does day. say he does say something to her like. Oh, I, I've been I've been expecting to hear from you. So I don't know if, if this is just delayed or what, but I'm, I'm not going to get too yeah, upset about this, right but it, it definitely didn't make a lot of sense to me. But Ruth is at the Missouri Bell, this boat that, that Marty's buying, uh, and it turns out it does not have an engine. So how is Ruth supposed to get it out of there? Well, Marty doesn't care how she gets it out of there. Just do it. So uh, Ruth is about to walk away from the deal with Devereaux, right? Uh, so De this guy, Devereaux, who's in a wheelchair, uh, he's, he, uh, I don't remember why she was walking away from it, just because she was playing hardball and saying, this boat doesn't even have an engine, I'm all done with this, I'm not doing this. Yeah. 
right? Uh, and Devereaux says uh, something along the lines of, how about you come over here? I'll take off a few hundred uh, if you sit on my lap for an hour or two. Now, I don't know if you meant a few hundred dollars or a few hundred thousand dollars. No, but... A few hundred, but yeah. A few hundred thousand. That's a, yeah, well, that's a definitely an offer. Well, I mean, if, if the down payment on this boat is a million, then taking off a few hundred dollars is absolutely nothing. That's a pittance. Yeah, that's definitely a pittance. Yeah. But Ruth decides that she's going to play along for a little bit and she kind of slinks her way back over to him and then she kicks him over in his wheelchair which is something i would not never thought i would see on a television show or movie i know he's just assault like attack and i i mean yeah just kicks him over and then kicks over whoever the other guys next to him I, yeah he said his kicks name, him right remember. in the groin yeah kicks yeah, him in the groin. Remember. yeah just kicking everyone and then starts yeah. make you know calls out his bluff because constantly Devereaux said this on the phone with Marty. And so this oh yeah, I got another person who's interested, right? Yeah. So you know he starts to, you know he upped the price to Marty. He's making demands to Ruth, and Ruth calls his bluff straight up. You know there is no other offer. We both know that yep. this this boat don't even run. Like what do you mean? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is uh, deal making one hundred and one. Always pretend you have another offer. Yeah. So. But but yeah, Ruth just kicks him right in the chest and tips his chair over. He's screaming and wailing and trying to get the other guy to help him up. But Ruth takes him out by kicking him in the groin. And uh, then eventually she props him back up and says, you know, there's no other buyer. So how about we knock $50,000 off the price? And my question at that point was, do you think she'll keep the $50,000? I think she's I think she's allowed to keep the 50000 you know, if Marty was okay with paying the amount he did and she kept the 50 grand, I, I, I would not falter if she kept it because Marty's willing to pay that much for the boat and that did tell her to negotiate, at least to my knowledge. So like, I would, I would say that's a pretty unguilty, you can keep the 50 grand. All right. So you, you don't think that would be a betrayal of his trust? No, not in the slide now. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it would build trust equity if yes. she returned it to him? Yes. Okay. And so then... it's also dependent on the scenario of the person. So like if if this was most of Marty's money, like Marty, this is this is here to nickel and dime his way to make this ends meet here. It's like Ruth, gotta buy this boat and I really need this. You know, it's costing me like almost all my money. That's a different story, but you know, this uh, Marty does not seem that concerned with it. Cause even when he found out it doesn't have an engine, he's like, whatever, yeah, buy the boat. Don't care. Just get it here. So I would definitely mm. say it's not that a, uh, it's almost like kind of the equivalent of chump change <laughs> to Marty. So I'm not. Well, I mean, Marty doesn't even know that it's not going to Devereaux. So, I mean, yeah. as far as Marty's concerned, the money's gone anyway. So I see, yeah. I take your point. I definitely take your point that she could skim this off and it would probably be fine. But I do also think that if she returned it to Marty, it would build a lot of trust. It would. It would. I would say that, um, that, that it is a trust building thing. But I don't and think I also right. would think that if Marty ever finds out that she kept it, it would destroy some of the, some, some of that. Trust you think as so? Well. I think I, I think do. Marty would respect it because I think he's a pretty. I think no. I think for certain people, that would destroy trust a bit. But I think the way Marty thinks and how he feels about money, I think he would just. You know, he's a pretty. I think in the economic viewpoint, very like, you know, it's very libertarian capitalistic. It's like, well, I tasked you with that. You did it and you did it for cheaper. 
by all means, right? Like if she could have gone the boat for a thousand dollars, you know, I don't think he'd whatever. You know, I mean that's a bit outrageous, but yeah, you know, I don't think he's, <laughs> you know, whatever. She did the task, and she did it to a point where she could keep more money. Good for her. I think Marty would respect it, but I do think it depends on the type of person. Okay. So I, like, yeah. Do you I don't think know how Marty? I be, do you think Marty would be upset with her for haggling with this guy? Maybe in the moment, but if 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 he just gets the result, I don't think so. All right, because I mean, I think if he was standing there with her, he'd be like, "Come on, like I Ruth, I need this. Let's not let's not haggle with him, right?" But mm-hmm. if but since it's already done, I think he'd be like, "Okay, well, I mean, good work, Ruth." Okay, well, let me let me counter that with an example from when she killed Rosen Boyd, because when he went to see her afterwards, he, the the first questions he asked were. What if Charlotte had gone swimming? What if Rachel had gone out on her boat? So it does sound to me like Marty is interested in uh, what happens if things don't work out the way that That's they true. did. That's true. So, and I guess I guess Ruth could just I mean Ruth could count for the way she did it. Like I knew he didn't have another offer. I doubt she did. Maybe she did research, but she could say you know like I can tell he did not have another offer. So I mean okay. I think it was pretty plain as day they did not have another offer. I yeah, there you go. Okay. In worst case, I he it doesn't work, and then I have to give him all the money. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. Well, Marty needs Marty has a Frank Cosgrove problem, and since Frank worked in Detroit for the Teamsters, uh, Marty re- recognizes that he lives with someone who worked in Detroit for the Teamsters, and so he goes to Buddy for help, and Buddy says, "Well, you should know he's a psycho." And you look at him wrong, and he'll gut you. Of course, uh, I, I do love this. Uh, Marty or Buddy just keeps watching TV, and Marty was like, mm, "I was thinking today." So, <laughs> uh, so Marty wants uh, Buddy to introduce him to Frank Cosgrove. Okay, I, I, I do love how involved Buddy is now. Yeah, he's this he's in, he's in the he's in the birds. Yep. All right, so Wilkes. And Wendy are talking, and Wilkes was wondering why Wendy wants a casino so bad. But Wendy is pretty sure that he knows. So, but there will be an investigation, but she and Marty have that covered. So, because Wilkes, you know, is worried about that. He's worried that, you know, there's going to be an investigation. Uh, And Wendy says, no, don't worry about that. We're okay. But what they, but they still need votes. And Wilkes suggests using foreman's file. We don't know what that means yet, but we will. Uh, Wendy is not comfortable with that. And I, I wondered at this point, and we find out later, but I wondered at this point, what is Wilkes getting out of this? Why is he helping them? Yeah, why has he decided to help this crusade? Yeah, it, it does kind of ring a little insincere that he is because he's not, he doesn't stand to benefit from an extra casino here. So th- th- that is interesting, but he will reveal that to us a little bit later on. Marty and Buddy make it to Frank Cosgrove's office, but Buddy, in order to get in, Buddy says, tell him Jimmy Small is here. So apparently Buddy's name is not really Buddy. It's Jimmy, Jimmy Small. Oh, that was his nickname, yeah. Jimmy Smalls, I think. It was a Small or Smalls? I think, I think it's Small. I think it yeah, because I, I, right. I, origi- I originally thought it was Smalls, and when he said it, I was like, wait a minute, I thought it was Smalls. Yeah. But anyway, um, Co- and, and Buddy warns Marty, <laughs> just so you know. The best timing to do so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. Just so you know, he always thought that I slept with his wife. Always the best time to tell him that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. psycho, okay. and he thinks I slept with his wife anyway. Moving on. <laughs> yep. Moving on to Ruth. Uh, in order to get that Missouri Bell out of there because I had no motor, Ruth got Cade to tow the Missouri Bell. I don't know where Cade got this tow boat. Well, but... it seems that they work like his family works on the docks, right? Like I suppose, Russ yeah. Boyd, why it was there working? So I guess they just kind of work as a kind of a boat repair and whatnot. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure Kay knows them and it's like, hey, could I get the boat? I'll pay you guys for the day to take the boat. So yeah. He paid them, gets paid by Ruth. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to question it too much, but that sounds reasonable enough. So anyway, uh, terrible idea. Uh, this is Ruth misplacing her trust. You say that. I mean, right. this this seems all nice and good, except oh, Kate's fishing for uh, <laughs> information. Yeah, this is absolutely not nice and good. And Ruth seems should nice know better. Seems nice. Ruth should good. know better. No, it, it doesn't seem nice and good. No, Kate's not mean at all here. He's just asking, oh, nice boat. How much money did you have? A million. Well, that's a lot of money. You earn good with Marty? A lot of money, you say, coming in on this game. Mm. You want houses? Okay. You're looking at a house, I mean. By the way, I, I've been talking about trust this whole time, but I, I did ask what's Wilkes's motivation for helping Marty and Wendy because they are putting a lot of trust in him and don't really know why. They, they, don't, they don't really have a good reason to trust him yet. Anyway, uh, yeah, this, this I think is a terrible idea for Ruth uh, because he does. He, he asks, you know, did you skim any money? How much money did you bring you handling? You handled a million dollars? Oh, wow. And you didn't skim any. Uh, but then she goes into this speech about how she wants to buy a house. And she tells him that he's in really, she's in really good with Marty. And she's got this big smile on her face as she does it, which I, you know, you have to be so careful with jealous people. You can you can see the jealousy simmering over uh, in Cade. That's opportunity, Mister Sal. Oh, f- fine. Knocking you, you, on the you, door. No. Yep. It could yeah, be jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's both. And, and you have to be so careful when you talk about people around jealous people like this. Because, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm if, very if, intrigued by this, though. Continue. I well, I, like, have, have you ever had, like, a good friend, and you're hanging out with a good friend, and they start talking about their other good friend? Uh, and it... <laughs> all right. Or maybe maybe the other way around. You have a good friend, and you start talking about your other good friend, and this this good friend that you're with starts to get kind of... They got uncomfortable. You know, yeah, but I'm uncomfortable. Like, well, you, you guys... You guys don't laugh when I'm not around, right? You guys don't have fun. No, we do. Huh. We have more fun, right? Well, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say we don't have uh, less fun. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I so, I mean, saying, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so, so I've had people in my life who have been jealous people. Okay? Jealous of you, Mr. Sal? No, jealous of other people in my life. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, in other words, jealous of my attention say (laughs) okay and and you have to be so careful not to talk about those other people when you're around these jealous people and again ruth knows that Cade does not like marty that Cade wanted nothing more than to kill marty and steal his money in fact he called her stupid ruth for not 
making it work. So why do you flaunt Marty's name around Cade at every opportunity that you get? Maybe she's hoping to build some like positive reinforcement on Marty. It's just like, you know, maybe if I keep cramming it down his head, Cade will yeah. go like, Marty, good. And then. Yeah, uh, okay. Do they? I, yeah. I don't know why I gave a caveman voice. Like yeah. that, but there oh, you know. may as well. <laughs> <laughs> just give him a primal me. sense that Marty, good, right? Yeah. Just, just, just connect that all. Okay. But no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That is a, you know, I never thought of it that way in terms of. You know, I, I guess I do know people like that. They get jealous in certain ways from other things. I never, I've never formalized that. It's just kind of like a, but now, now that you said that, I'm thinking about that. That is a, that's oh. an interesting thing. It, oh, it's like walking on eggshells. Like you just, you cannot say Talk anything around things. that type yeah. of person. It's really, it's really frustrating. It's really hard to, to be around that type of person. Yet yeah, Ruth is putting herself in oh, this situation. I very relate. So. I, I don't want to name names or anything, right? Mm-hmm. But there is one person I know. And I don't, I've known him for some years. And we actually do a podcast together. Okay. And it is always, <laughs> always the time. Like I, I bring up one thing immediately. You know, he's, he just, I, I, I can, I can tell in his voice he gets jealous. Just about anything that I say. I think it's because a lot of times he feels when we differ in opinions that he's just jealous that I had the right one and he wished he had it first. There's, you know, mm. what that else can you the, say, right? That sounds tough. Yeah. It's especially one with a, I don't want to reveal any, you know, too much onto the podcast. Cause I don't want, I don't want to out the person. But there is, there is a podcast series. Uh, obviously, not Ozark. You know, it's not. I'm not going to save it to you or not. I'm not. I don't want to put anything out. But there's something to do with a box company that he always brings <laughs> up, and he just gets so jealous. <laughs> and I'm so anti-box company theory. But anyway, I, you know, I don't want. I don't want to go too much on it. Uh, but if the listeners want to hear on that more, uh, it is. I do a lost podcast with a recurring guest. <laughs> Also on Showhopper, so if you would love to, you know, listen to that with the reoccurring guests, uh, feel free to. It's, you know, we're doing it. We're on season two right now, and soon to be season three of Lost. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so good to go, Mr. Sal. Okay. <laughs> well, but, so it's a perfect example, though. So let's say you had another <laughs> podcast. Let's say you had another podcast, well, and you just the, kept, yeah, every yeah. time on our podcast you kept talking about this other, other podcast. podcast that you have yeah. <laughs> like eventually it, it would probably grade on me and i'm not really a jealous person but oh uh, now, it, now, now i got a new idea okay so if i start a new <laughs> podcast it costs like talk about oh, those two things that can we do on my other podcast right yeah. this, this is not working out right this is yeah. not as good not as good yeah i see what you mean that probably yeah yeah, yeah i would <laughs> yeah, probably grade on me too I'm like if you constantly came and said this is not working out as well as it is on the other podcast so let's yeah. We, gotta, we gotta change things up again, Kurt. You know, every every week yeah. I tell you, it's not working out. It's good. You're not you're not like blankety blank blank. You know, you're just yeah, right. Like, right. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So so Ruth really should be more careful uh, with trusting her father like this. But anyhow, uh, Wendy uh, goes to the strip club of all places, which is very strange. I was this is a very disorienting scene to see Wendy just walk into a strip club and she just sits down and she starts striking up a conversation with one of the strippers she she 
puts a dollar in her g-string and she said she says there's plenty more where that came from i think it's more and, than a dollar if she's like saying there's all a right, lot more whatever that she, she puts a, she puts a bill in the g-string and says there's plenty i don't, more I don't, I don't think you can sold a dollar go ah, there's a lot more where that came from <laughs> that's, that's like i don't know why that that does not have the same vibe as giving something like a 20 going there's a lot more where that came from as Here's the, here's the lowest denomination bill, and there's a lot more. <laughs> I just yeah, it's got perhaps to be you, dollar. <laughs> perhaps perhaps I'd like to introduce you to some of my friends. Perhaps you know them, George Washington. <laughs> oh, and here's another George Washington. I have a, I also have an Abraham Lincoln. No, no, not not a dollar bill, but a coin rather. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely here's Abraham. Wait, wait, how'd that get in here? Hold on, I'll go get some change. George Washington, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Wait, she, she was looking for roots. Yeah, what, what's she doing here? Uh, yeah, Mr. but it's a very disorienting scene. This is by the way, the stripper's name is Lulu, yes. So, yeah, but it's it's really disorienting to see Wendy doing this because we haven't known of Wendy having any uh interest in women and yet she seems to be expressing some here but no there's another motive here but we're, we'll get to that later hmm. buddy and marty finally get to meet frank and buddy introduces them uh frank immediately uh shoots him down shoots marty down just no this is not happening that bill is dead yeah but, i would hate to have to negotiate or talk with this guy this guy's right oh. he's on top i'm gonna go crap oh yeah really bill's dead <laughs> not bill's done we're out of here good to go yeah yeah but but a buddy intervenes here and he's like why should you trust him because i'm here on oxygen vouching for this guy and and he gets pretty heated that frank's not giving him the time of the day but then he throws in by the way how's your wife <laughs> and this is a very tense thing yeah but that if frank cosgrove like looks like he's gonna explode but then all of a sudden he just starts laughing this guy probably is a psycho i think he and, was, yeah he respects that but he's tough willing to yeah to... yeah and frank seems like he's suddenly willing to talk to marty about making a casino uh with the teamsters union shop so basically or i'm sorry making the casino a teamsters union shop so all the all the deliveries all the materials are all coming from the teamster from frank's teamsters union yeah so okay so it looks like things worked out pretty well for marty uh and buddy with frank although it was definitely tense in the meantime I love Frank. I think he's a great character. He is definitely. Yeah. He's one of those characters that he's a great character, but also a spooky character. For not sure. Spooky, scary. I should say scary. He's not spooky. Yeah. He's like, ooh. Yeah. Definitely the type of walking on eggshells, not not because of the jealousy whole thing, but because of the psychopath thing. But yeah, it's but it's interesting because you, you get the impression that both Frank Cosgrove and Cade Langmore will slit your throat if if they if you upset them. They cut from a similar but cloth. They like. are, but I still would rather negotiate with Frank Cosgrove. Yeah, well, because it seems that he he understands negotiations better than Cade. Cade's like, yeah, yeah, I'm out of out of prison now. 
on parole. My daughter's making good money, really good money for the area. Wants to move in the house. Let me just rob a store. So what's yeah. Let me just let me yeah. just let me just like <laughs> be outrageous and do a super like needless risk. Let, let me just do that. Okay, wonderful. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. So we're now at some hotel bar, and some guy that we don't know approaches Lulu. Oh, there's Lulu. Uh, and they go upstairs, and they go upstairs as Wendy watches. Good for so. Good for both of them, you know. I guess so. Now, I I thought this was Senator Foreman because Wilkes has been me talking too. about the Senator Foreman guy. I so thought, the, yes, me too. Yeah. And even later when she says Mr. Foreman, I thought this was the senator. Yep. You find out, but yeah. Yeah. So good for them for for flipping the script on me there, uh, but I definitely they had they had me hook line and sinker. But uh, just really quickly back to Kansas City, Buddy did sleep with Frank's wife. It would appear so. Or at least, you know, was there for her tattoo or some some degree. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, Lulu uh, and uh, Foreman are upstairs. Wendy goes into that hotel room where they are. Foreman is tied up wearing ladies underwear and a bra. While he's he, while Lulu wears a strap on, which he is suckling, and suckling. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, and and Wendy is recording the whole thing. Yeah, so he's a uh, she's got uh, the blackmail on him. Yeah, so here's Foreman trusting this this woman that he doesn't really know. Uh, and Mar- and Wendy takes advantage of that for her own benefit. So, so if you're Mr. Foreman, you have to get ahead of the story, and you've got to you've got to make you've got to make a short movie as quick as you can, depicting the same scene, right? And just <laughs> say that this was just an you know like an outtake or something, right? But you've got to think really quick on your feet by just well actually you just got to replicate it completely, or even put it into your movie and make it look like you know it's all part of the movie. Like oh yeah. I made a movie. It's just a. It's part of my movie. A porn? Right? No, no, no. It doesn't have to be porn. I mean, you know, there can be adult things, and we could be like an actual riveting story. I'm not saying <laughs> okay. it has to be porn. Just make like an actual movie. And throw that in there. And we'll throw that scene in there, but make it relevant to the plot, and then it'll <laughs> okay. all make sense. Uh, like, I don't. I don't actually. You know, it's, it's a. That's that's the play here. If you're Mr. Foreman, you want to get rid of this blackmail without being able to actually get rid of the blackmail, because you got to make sure it's or. Or you just have your, you just ask your, beg your wife to vote the way that Wendy wants you to vote. <laughs> yeah. Well, the issue is when it comes to this is like, it's the type of blackmail where it's like, it's always going to be dangling there, right? Like, I know, yeah. You know, you listen to one time, but what do we do if, because basically the second Wendy is back into a corner where she feels helpless, she's going to whip out everything she can, including this. Yeah. Thing, right. So, like, exactly. Just leaving this for another day. If you yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the problem out. with, that's the problem with pay, with paying blackmail, is that you can never be done with it. Yeah, or you can never be sure you're done with it. Maybe you can, depends on it, but you, mm-hmm. you'll never have that complete closure of mind. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's for sure. So Ruth is at the docks and she's paying for uh, two months of docking. So she uses a big chunk of that remaining fifty thousand dollars to pay for the docking. So she's not really pocketing this. She, she's putting it to good use and she pays Kate a thousand dollars. Um, and she says, Oh, guess what, dad, daddy, 
I got Marty to give you a job. Why did you say Marty, you say Marty, Marty? Marty. You, you, were, you were trying to like imitate her voice, and then you immediately gave up after daddy. Like, daddy. Well, I, I, was, a, job. I was, no, I was only imitating the daddy part. Yeah, fair enough. But good yeah. for good for Cade. Got a job with Marty. I'm sure he's glad to hear oh, that. Oh, with Marty, Marty, Marty. It's always Marty. Marty this and Marty that. Give me a break with this Marty clown, which is probably not far off from what he's thinking right now. But all right, now here is Senator Foreman. Wendy is visiting the Senator Foreman and shows her the video. It was her husband that was in the video. Uh, and Wendy gives her her word that the video won't go public if she votes for the bill. And all she gets out of Senator Foreman is you're disgusting. Yeah. Which I'm sure she's feeling. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Got her chuckle uh, there. Yep. Yep. Uh, Marty uh, is going to talk. I have a little, little conversation with Charlotte about talking when she's high. Uh, yeah. And is this where Charlotte? Not quite, but I'm just going to talk about it right now. Charlotte puts her money and weed in a lunchbox. So that, that money that she stole from the wall of the blue cat, she's got that stored in a lunchbox with her weed right on top of her dresser. Does not seem like the, the best place to be. No, I, 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 no, I respect that. Hiding something in plain sight. Especially if no one has a reason to go looking through your stuff. There's no reason to hide it. You know, if you can't, if you don't have a hiding spot that's any better. I think hiding in the open is a fine, which might reveal how Kurt hides things. But it might. It I, definitely I, might. I have a great hiding spot. So. Oh well, good for you. Oh. <laughs> Wendy feels gross, but there's still uh, one vote short, despite Marty making a deal with the mob. So Marty made a deal with the mob. Wendy extorted uh, Senator Foreman, uh, but. There's still a vote short, and Wendy is going to go see Wilkes again, see what they can come up with. All right. Yep, All right. Then the big bomb drops. Out of nowhere, we're at this party where people are like smoking and thing. drinking. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a big drug party. And why? Parties. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the of episode one of The Leftovers with the, the, Oh, spin the, the bottle app yeah. yeah the spin the bottle app on the phone and yeah anyway uh why are we at this party we don't know anybody at this party until we suddenly see that rachel is at this party she's sniffing coke in the bathtub as one does mm -hmm. but Probably this is a big funny. deal because we know that she took off uh with some with some of the money and nobody knows where she is so if they're showing her to us she must be important. She must be coming back. Yeah. So, oh, Rachel's yeah. back. Yeah. Glad to see her come back. I already signed off on her, but. Yep. Glad to see her return. Yeah. Glad I didn't so, truly sign off on her. Right. Exactly. So this this next scene is where we figure out exactly why Wilkes is helping Wendy. Yeah. So it, it he did not expect to win. He just wanted to see what Wendy could do. Mm-hmm. And he wants her to come work for him uh, on future votes. Yeah. So uh, you can imagine this would be a very enticing offer for Wendy because she seems to kind of enjoy doing what she's doing other than the extortion part. See, that's, that seems like it felt icky to her. But you know, the work, work in the luncheon felt like it was probably pretty cool for her. Yeah. Uh, 
So you can see why you can see the appeal of this, but then he starts getting a little creepy. Uh, he's, he's, he knows that that necklace was not Wendy's mother's necklace because sister Alice called him the minute Wendy left the orphanage. And this is when Wendy starts to recognize, oh, he wants to sleep with her, but she plays along. Like she, she's, it seems like she is maybe into it, but she wants to know the terms of the deal. And she, she quotes to him, you know, it's just a game, right? The ends justifies the means. And then she walks out on him, leaving him alone. Yeah. So, and we, I mean, we, I, we get more clarification on this side. I, I don't know if we how much we want to talk on it now. We'll see. The, um, well, I guess we can talk about how we felt about this scene in isolation. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about the scene first. But yeah, I no, mean, what, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you think here? Do you think so? Do you think this was like a quid pro quo stuff here? Uh, so he does make the comment that the that one thing why does one thing have to do with the other like he does so he definitely admits that he wants to sleep with wendy yes but he i think he also kind of unties that from working with her yes like so he he's he basically gives her the the choice you know not the choice i don't think it's a quid pro quo he basically says you know i want to work with you and i want to sleep with you but we don't have to sleep with me to work with me and you don't and, have to work with me to sleep with me yeah and that's how i feel like he does he does act like he does say it outright like no the two aren't together yeah. and i yeah. think what's even more telling of that is you know when she refuses to sleep with him he still does it you know he still actually yeah, yeah. goes through with her he does use his ace up the sleeve you know with the blake or whatever you know the thing he kept in he didn't yep. want to waste it on anything but he'll waste it on this because they actually could win this but um yeah yeah yep. so it's so i i think what he says is i think he's actually truthful here right i know he i do too i think i actually do believe him i think he sincerely respects her ability and talent and would like her to work for him but he i think he is also sincerely attracted to her which is also I mean, I, I do kind of agree with the idea of working with someone and also kind of, especially if you're in like a boss role and like yeah. forming a relationship, like a, you know, that type of relationship. But yep. I mean, that's its own thing, but he is open about it, I guess. I mean, he is doing that. And as long as he does, it doesn't seem like he discredits, when, discredits Wendy for not sleeping with him. So no, yeah, he doesn't. So I, I guess, I, I guess I don't really have any complaints there besides I just kind of fundamentally disagree with that kind of relationship. Yeah, I, I, it can work, but I, just, I, I, I tend to. I mean, I don't know. There you go. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, the, the big problem with this is then, is your job tied to the sex? Exactly. Yeah, like, is your job tied to this relationship now? Like, if this relationship yeah. ends, does your job end? Well, that's not really right. Fair. Like, that's nothing to do with your job performance. You could be the world's best. Well, I mean, I shouldn't be make make a hyperbolic thing on it, but you could be a really good employee. And yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, because that you know, whatever. Yeah. Is your job that's a great way you already put it? Is your job tied to the real job? So, right, exactly. But he, uh, you know, but I think that I think Wilkes approaches this in, I mean, it's not an ideal situation, it's and it is creepy, but I think it's he approaches, I think he approaches it in the least creepy way possible. He does, he does. The the only complaint I have, I I just fundamentally disagree with that relationship, so there's there's no universe where I'll really agree to it. Right, but, and that's to say nothing of the fact that she's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm leaving that part out just because that that itself yeah. is also kind of a wrong thing to do to know someone's right, married right. and to advance on them. 
but right. that aside, right? I am, I just yeah. kind of fundamentally disagree with this relationship, but he does it in yep. the best way he possibly can. So I will, I will give him that that he does. Yes. he does. He's pretty open about it, and he is doesn't seem to hold it against her for not a, doing it based on his actions. So, yep, yep. Good on you, okay. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I kind of. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't give a full good on because I don't think I do fundamentally disagree with that. We don't typically see that. Yeah. If you see like a depiction of it, typically it's like, oh, will, will you sleep with me? No, I'll wreck you for it then. But, right, exactly. Exactly. So, all right. So, this is this this next scene is is Cade robbing the cafe, which, by the way, you know, she, he says, I'm going in to get some smokes and uh, Ruth wants a Coke. And he goes in, and it's a it's a diner, right? Yeah. I, 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 mean, don't, I, I don't know if they double as like yeah, I don't know if like they double right. selling cigarettes or something. I yeah, maybe it's weird just to buy cigarettes at a diner, but maybe whatever. He so. he robbed. What's that? Maybe for you, Mister. Maybe you can you you smoke at all, Mister. Cell? I don't. Next time you go to a diner, ask him for some cigarettes. Okay. Maybe they do right. sell cigarettes and you just don't know. I mean, maybe diners are, are different in Missouri than they are <laughs> where we live. But anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but this is this is the scene where Cade robs robs the place, which is pretty jarring and disturbing to see. Like he's he, Ruth just paid him a thousand dollars. Things are going well. It's the way he, he goes robs in it robs too. Because he, he oh, goes yeah. in and punches the cashier basically out or just takes the, the till. The like till, that. yeah. And just walks out. Like what? How, like, what a way to rob it. It's not like he just abandoned the oh, yeah. thing. He just punched him, took it. Okay, let's get going here. Yeah, no, seriously. Unbelievable. Kate but, you know, Ruth is, is distraught by this. And, and she, she says, you know, you're on parole. You just got a grand in your pocket. And why did you do that? And this is where he says, because I felt I felt like it. And she says, I don't understand you. And he tells her that she is not buying a house or working for Marty. She's going to. And, and by the way, he does all this as he's holding her head against the dashboard. I know. Yeah, like, well, is oh. he driving while he's doing this? No, he's driving. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, he is yeah. driving. And, yes, he, he he's right. driving, and she's he's holding her head, which uh, you know they're moving, so this is dangerous in the first place. But second of all, it's abusive, and it's just like this is a bridge too far. Everything else up to this point with Cage has just been kind of creepy and threatening. Now it's like this guy is total rotten apple. Yeah, he's a. You you you've thought the apple was looking shinier than it was, but once you bit into it, you noticed that the apple is just completely rotten in the inside. Yeah, disgusting. And now that you look at it again, the outside is also rotten. You were just kind of thinking <laughs> a bit much. <laughs> exactly. Turns out it was just all rotten. <laughs> exactly, in fact, you would have picked but... up the wrong apple. You think now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're in that much of disbelief yeah. that that apple is that rotten. Uh, yeah. And, you know, his argument too. I, I him just think he felt like it. Like he could have said some other arguments. I'm just like. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you didn't count the tail, but it's like, look, I have more in this tail than what I made on a full day's work working for you and all this stuff. Right? You could, I mean, oh, yeah. there's other lines of arguments he could have gone, right? But, hey, I mean, he, I mean, mm -hmm. fair enough. He felt like it. He felt like it. By all means. Sometimes well, I feel like ice cream. I get ice cream. So uh, I, can, yeah. I understand that. Uh, 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 okay. I'm not sure <laughs> that. <laughs> you're not going to connect getting ice cream to Robin yeah. either. 
I'm not seeing that through line. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, and just so you know, I'll, I'll mention it now. The next episode title is all. I'm sorry. The next episode title is Once a Langmore. So the, the I would imagine that the rest of that is Once a Langmore, Always a Langmore, and so we're seeing that set up very nice, very not nicely, but very uh, evident evidently here. So. All right, Wendy gets home and she tells Wilkes that, uh, I'm sorry, she tells Marty that Wilkes could have helped her, could have helped them, could have made it happen, but the price was too high. Well, what was the price? The price was her. And Marty's reaction is devastating. This is, again, exactly the wrong reaction, <laughs> the wrong response. He says, and? <laughs> Did you and she no? doesn't really... Yeah, well, that was just really answer, and he's like, "Well, was that a no?" <laughs> like, like it sounds that like was Marty not... would have been down for her to say yes. Oh yeah, and, oh, I yeah. mean, because we do know Marty's point of view on this is his assumption that everything he's doing right now is the assumption that this law goes to, like they get the ability to get other casino. Like this, there's right. no mincing things here. This this has to pass. So he just right. lived with the assumption that this will pass. So it looks like if Marty was in Wendy's shoes, he would not hesitate, or at least he would. He would have taken Wilkes' deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because if... Wendy, Wendy seems to think, you know, despite what Wilkes is saying, that this is, you know, quid pro quo. Like, she has to sleep with him for him to do what she, you know, right. to do this. But, which yes. is fair enough. I mean, that's how it typically uh, is portrayed and whatnot. Yep. Yep, yeah, for sure. You to- I, could, I totally understand where Wendy's coming from there. Marty's, from Marty's perspective, I think it's more about, you know, you already slept with someone once, so what's the difference now? Now yeah, you actually, cheated on me already. Yeah, it would it would benefit me if you slept with this guy and you won't do it. I don't understand. You did it <laughs> when it when it hurt me, and now it would it would help me, and you won't do it. So uh, yeah. So I, I I you know I can understand Marty's perspective a little bit, uh, but the the problem is it really seemed like they were making progress and this is a huge setback <laughs> this is a huge setback yeah yeah you definitely don't, don't want to see that in a marriage uh, yeah yeah oh caramba <laughs> anyway uh rachel crashes her car she she's like falling asleep at the wheel and she crashes her car you ever you ever fall asleep at the wheel and crash your car oh man i've come so close to falling asleep at the wheel so many times it's really dangerous it's oh, so no. bad it's so bad but i i mean i'm borderline narcoleptic i can fall asleep anywhere like i could i could fall asleep right now on this call with you (laughs) not that that it's not riveting yeah now now i wonder one day if i ever go to long tangent so your thoughts mr sal (laughs) mr sal Yeah, I mean, I but I can fall asleep anywhere. I can fall asleep standing up. I can fall asleep. Really? Oh yeah, I can. I, I'm How? telling you. I, I, no, I gotta be t- but... If you if you tell me to go to sleep, I will do it. So, really? But oh yeah, this is this is this is a problem. How, how do but, you sleep so quickly? Do you just like? I, I don't. Oh, I don't talk about. I wonder if talking about it causes you to think about it and then you fall asleep. Like, no. like is it is it a magical key combination? Like if you think of if you think of napkin. Uh, like peanut butter and I don't know dog, you fall asleep. Like it's just a, it's like a it's like a password in your brain. <laughs> no, no, it's it, and it drives my wife crazy because she she has a process that she goes through to to, to fall asleep, and it takes her a while. Yeah, I hit the pillow and I'm I hit the pillow and I'm out. 
<laughs> that is that is such a skill I wish I had. Yeah, I know. That would be so much easier. Yeah, it's a gift. But I'll tell you, it does it does make driving long distances hard. You're like, so, I will quickly sleep for one minute or 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I love podcasts so much, why I wanted to do one, because I love listening to podcasts so much. That's that they keep me awake more than anything else does. So oh, good yeah. for you, Mr. Phil. Although I, when I, I did have a job where I had to travel a lot and I was driving a lot. And uh, the I, in order to stay awake, I, I would listen to stand up comedy mm-hmm. in the yeah. car. That, that helped. But. But no, anyway, uh, Rachel falls asleep in her in, at the wheel, crashes the car. No good. No bueno. Anyway. All right. So Marty wakes up the next morning and there's no Wendy in the bed with him because Wendy has, we don't, well, we actually don't know where Wendy went at this point, but uh, she's not there. Uh, we do see Jim, the right hand man of Charles Wilkes, uh, in the courthouse, not the courthouse, in the, Wow, what's this building legislative called? house whatever this there you go congress is the, kind of state yeah. legislator yep. yeah and he approaches blake who is the one remaining uh voter that they think they have a chance with they don't need him to vote for the bill they just need him to not show up to vote yeah it's 50 50 right now you know yep. half half so they don't want the tiebreaker if we get rid of him we'll have the majority exactly so uh they uh, jim basically tells him he wants him to go on a trip today we don't know what the rest of the deal is we, we know nothing about it but wendy shows up at wilkes's house and basically pleads with him uh to to pull whatever strings he's got to pull to make this deal work but he tells her it's already done blake will not be voting and he says to her there never was a quid pro quo pred, ah, quid pro quo <laughs> Uh, he only supports the things he believes in and he believes in her, which is, you know what? I got to give him some credit. You got to give him credit there. That is, I mean, you know, even if you disagree with the viewpoint, I don't think what he did is, I wouldn't call him a, I mean, if he's doing slimy Senator, like, you know, political things, that's fine. That's a separate that, thing. Fair but enough, this yeah. alone, yeah, this alone in isolation and also him trying to sleep with someone that's married. That's also something else. So, so right, right, right. control those two things, but that, that whole boss situation thing, right? Yeah, even though I disagree what? with that, even though I disagree with that, yeah. If I didn't disagree with that, con- like that concept, all good, right? I think Charles said fine, fine there. But yep. Yeah. Well, so here, here's what he has proven: he's not a predator. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. he could he's still a scumbag. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of control so many things in him doing this all like yeah. back end controlling the Missouri politics, and then yeah, also man. trying to sleep with the married man's wife. Yeah. So. But he is not a sexual predator. So he's not a sexual predator. <laughs> That's one thing he's got going for him. <laughs> anyway. Yep. So, but it's, you know who it's really good for, though? It's good for Wendy. Good for Wendy. Good for Wendy. That this guy is still willing to work with him or her despite her and keep her professional and not sexual. So, do you think Wendy came here to plead with Charles? And do you think she would be willing to go down a quid? Pro quo route like do you think she i do i was curious to that yeah if if she was going to be willing to do what it took to get this done uh, yeah i th- i think what marty said to her just kind of triggered I her wish, i wish we could see if they uh, either a bit more of a thought process on it either if like she thought we yeah. could see her thinking over just something just just something because i'm curious to that because i do mm-hmm. think 
maybe that is the reason. I mean, she did come here very early, obviously, before the vote in the, you know, whatever have yeah. you. I, I'm curious to that. And yeah. Yeah. All right. We're, we're done. We're done with the birds and the Langmores. Anything else you want to say about the birds and the Langmores before we wrap this up? Nope. Nope. Let's, let's go on this last okay. scene. All right. So Rachel is in jail, but she has a visitor and it is somebody else who we didn't see in episode one. It's Agent Patty. Oh. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Patty's back. Tell a friend. Okay. <laughs> but he threatens her with life in prison because of a triple felony. A DUI, possession of a controlled substance, and reckless endangerment. Uh, which strikes me as insane. Yeah, no. This, this is him doing like the throw the book at the person and we'll speak yeah. into whatever I need him to do. Like, yeah, I mean, life in prison for a one-car accident does not seem like po- possible at all. Yeah, yeah, like no one else gets gets hurt. It's like yeah, you're going yeah. to life in prison due to three strike laws. It's like going hold up. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So and the other option is, you know, maybe she doesn't get life in prison, but instead she gets cartel retribution for stealing the money. Or there's a third option: she can work with him and take down Marty. The 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 cartel retribution is definitely a scary one. Yeah, him going, you know, for sure. if we out this, you know, the cartel would know you stole some money from them. So yep. that's that's a fair assessment of the situation. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair threat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there you have it. Uh, and I'm wondering why she doesn't just play Marty's little voice recording for him and say, eh, what's she going to well, do? So I wonder if she got rid of her phone. From when she ran away because oh. she wasn't oh, answering her phone apparently uh so she might have gotten rid of her phone uh yeah, that could be i i suppose that, you know what i suppose that that, but that would... is true i didn't think about that voice recording that you know i do hope they explain that phone if they don't i'm okay with chucking it up to that but you are right that is a bit of like a that, that is a small plot hole i mean you can definitely explain well, why she doesn't have the phone i guess and I, it also depends I, on the phone I, they want because he wants I, maybe, papers yeah, maybe. and stuff yeah, maybe I need to walk that back a little bit because I guess she hasn't agreed to help him. So if she's still trying to protect Marty, then she wouldn't give that up. But if she wants to turn Marty in, then she's got that. Seems like that'd be an easy way to do it. Yeah, fair enough. But maybe you're right. Maybe she doesn't have that phone anymore. Maybe, anyway. maybe she's playing her cards close to her hand. Maybe she's like, you know, waiting till she gets let out and then showing the recorded, you know, don't want to say, oh, yeah, I already got it. Let's go. Well. Now I already have what I yep. need. I'm going to walk out so, that door now. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So, Kurt, where do you land on this episode? Do you land on the eight or the nine? I'll still keep it at the low nine. Okay. Uh, no, nah, I don't like as much as reparations. Um, okay. I mean, I think that's fair. I, I, th- I think my assessment of it's still how I feel about it. I like that trust through line you put through it, but yeah. I still... yep. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a theme of the episode, but also... Um, I I you know I do think that the, the Wendy stuff is just so good in this episode. It is. It is. The, the, the idea of is there a quid pro quo? Prid, why can't I say that phrase? Quo, quid, is there quo. a quid? Is there a quid pro quo <laughs> or isn't there? And would Wendy be down for it by the end of it, end of the episode or not? Uh, the, I, I, that really does it for me. I, I, I I'm very into that story. So it's definitely yeah, it's a good story, and uh, definitely definitely the strong story of the episode. Curious to next episode, what could that hold? Oh, I could wonder. Um, wonder if there'll be Langmores in it. I would think so. 
since the title um, of the next episode is Once a Langmore. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> definitely want to see how this legislative stuff goes. You know, will the bill pass? It seems like a will. Did it? Did they get a confirmation that it passed? I don't think they did. So, you know, will it? I mean, they I they said they said that he's not going to be voting, which would yeah. seem to indicate that yes, it yeah, will yeah, pass. It but so that seems good. But you know, how is that all going to go down? It's not like it's a casino up and running, right? I mean, even if you get the law passed, there's still more to do. You're up to limit, but you got a casino license, I think, still, and you got to do all this other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we we have this whole Rachel and Petty mix to the story. I'm sure we'll see more of them. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of things going on in season two. They're not, they have not run into a brick wall or anything quite yet. So nope. See nope. that goes. Anyway, Kurt, do you know what time it is? It is time. And when I look at my watch, I think it would be TV time, Mr. Sal. It is TV time. Okay, so the TV time one, I think this, this. Okay, first of all, the people had to give this a five. I hope maybe they gave it a four. No, it was, it, it was a four. Sixty percent yeah. gave it a four. Yeah. That, you know, I understand that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight the people on that. I, you know, I, I'm borderline. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand that. Now, here's the thing. I know you. I would give this episode to Wendy. I think you gave this episode to Wendy as the most interesting character, right? That's okay. Yes, that's that correct. Like, that's fine. Now, my issue is with the people of TV time, right? It's, it's just mm-hmm. I have to think on how they would think. I don't think they'd pick Ruth. K. Basically, it's Marty or Wendy. That's that's where I'm stuck okay. at, and so uh, I will. Uh, you're right. It's Marty or Wendy. Uh, I will tell you that there are only five vote getters in this episode. Five. I shouldn't say that. Five people with one percent or more of the votes, vote. Yeah. Yes. So uh, number five is Charlotte with one percent, which is ridiculous to yeah, me. Ridiculous, so, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> she smoked some weed. Yeah. Okay. Spoke with Wyatt. I mean, what else is how 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 does Charlotte have more than Rachel, for example? Like yeah. I, this seemed this seemed like a perfect episode to get Rachel like a top three finish. So, yeah. But, oh yeah, because she's the very end. Yeah, like the, yeah, <laughs> the last yeah. second. So we can go by and say, "Oh yeah. wow, Rachel yeah. or Petty." Wow, look at that. Yep. Or yeah, or Petty for that matter. But no, he doesn't get even one percent of the vote either. Uh, number four makes a, a fair amount of sense. It's Buddy at three percent. I can see that. Yeah, interesting. Yep. We see a bit about his teamsters past. Yeah, and then number three, of course, if Marty and Wendy are one and two, then uh, obviously number three is Ruth at eighteen percent. Okay, fair enough. So, and this is oh, this is so hard to me. It should be Wendy. We both agree on Wendy. I'm oh, just totally worried agree. that these people, if they if they put Marty over Wendy, I'm trying to think what happens to Marty. The thing is, I really don't think it should be Marty. I I I'm 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 gonna give it to Wendy. It's got to be Wendy. I think the people gave it to Wendy. It is Wendy. Okay. And Marty. What? It's a tie. How long would you let me go for if I kept rather? <laughs> like, I think it's Marty. It could be Wendy though. Like if I kept going back and forth, would you would you eventually credit me a tie? Like <laughs> you know how close it is. <laughs> I might now, have eventually credited you with a well, tie. Well, no, I want to go on TV time and vote Wendy just to see if I can get like it to you know take over. But uh, can you see these no, you can't votes? because. Because if I switch my vote to Marty, then it doesn't. It's still thirty nine percent. So, so technically, Marty is first place because he's listed first. So, technically, but tied. So we'll 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 look at that more. Uh, Yes, that's better for me. But yeah, that is criminal. Marty should not be tied with Wendy. Should be cleared off. But this should be like eighty percent Wendy. This is like 
No, this is Wendy. This is a Wendy episode for sure. Yeah, this is Wendy by and, a long shot. And honestly, like I don't, I don't think Marty should even be second. No, no. Like I, don't I, I, don't, I think, I think Buddy should be ahead of Marty for that. I matter. think, I think, what Buddy ahead of Marty. I think you could, you could debate on that more. But I mean, Kevin. There, I mean, Cosgrove is interesting. I think Ruth's more interesting than Marty in this episode. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Katie, I, I, if you want to talk about yep. him, like. You could put Kate Charles Wilkes. I'd put any of these people ahead oh, of Marty. Okay, Charles, in this basically, yeah. <laughs> not Marty. <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah, that's that's that is a function of uh, this Marty being the default setting for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, TV time. It's been fun. Uh, that's uh, that's all we have to say about you. Uh, folks, we appreciate you listening. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking about Ozark as usual. Uh, if you want to contact us, feel free to email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. And please do share the podcast however you can. Uh, subscribe. Five-star ratings are helpful as well. And we hope to have you here with us again next week when we cover Once a Langmore. It's spoiler zone time. I, I, okay. As every spoiler section, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to think, well, I guess we see the return of Rachel. So we'll see, you know, as he, she, uh, kind of comes back. To, I, I, I honestly don't remember Rachel that well, how she returns. And stuff. So, uh, so Rachel uh, is, an, is very interesting in this season because we have uh, a situation where she does not want to turn Marty in to the point where it's, uh, she reveals to Marty that she is wearing a wire that she is working with with Petty. Uh, so I don't, I don't I actually remember how the situation resolves itself, but I, I do remember that this is not something that she wants to do. And Petty is, uh, I, I would say even, I would say abusive. I wouldn't even say borderline abusive. I would say Petty is abusive with, race, with no, no, Rachel. These things tend to work themselves out. That's, I think that's what you should say for that. Yeah, um, uh, okay. Yeah. Itself out. Uh, yeah. So the Rachel stuff, I'm excited for that. Uh, the Boca yeah. Casino, I do love that when they get you know that up and running. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome. And the whole competition stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I guess what's interesting is we do know eventually Darlene is going to poison Jacob. So looking mm -hmm. at the deterioration of their relationship is definitely interesting to watch here. It's another thing where they disagree on, right? Darlene, look what yep. they're doing to us. Uh, how dare us and well jacob is upset about this heroin thing he does explain it away and he's much he's, he's more forgiving than darlene and that is definitely yeah. something that i think darlene will take note of and will definitely yeah. influence her decision to uh get rid of him get rid of jacob yes so yes. speaking of darlene this is another big one that i that i kind of the baby noted thing. here the baby thing yeah mm -hmm. so she she's she's going to the adoption agency trying to adopt and we've actually seen the baby that she's going to end up with in this episode so she's already right. got her motherly vibes in a way her shooting dell leads to her wanting zeke yes yes go. and and getting zeke yeah and having so, zeke yeah so so that's that was a big one uh, that i wanted to, to just call attention to uh also this is kind of minor, but uh, Wendy, when she first, uh, in the first scene with Wilkes there, where Jim gives her the paperwork very reluctantly on the senators, uh, Jim, Jim is the first person she calls in season three 
when she needs something. She doesn't call Charles Wilkes. She calls Jim. Okay. So that 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 is a, uh, strengthening the relationship between Jim right. and Wendy. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yep. How how okay. sweet of them. Uh, yeah. Did they ever explain how Charles Wilkes gets his money, or why he's rich? Did they already explain when they explained? I like, don't remember. I'm kind of curious of that. I don't, I don't I don't remember either if they did ever say so. But in either case, mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte and Jonah, they're going about. Yeah, jo- <laughs> not much. Not much Jonah not much in this episode. Sh- Charlotte, this is this is a kind of important thing that Mar- Marty and Wendy are concerned about what Charlotte will say because not so much when she's high, but you know, she's going to emancipate herself, try to emancipate herself later in the season and, and that, uh, yeah. say quite a lot. So. Well, we got to stay together as a family. Might as well stay together. Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> that was her argument end of season one, but she listen, flips on listen, that. I mean, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Especially, listen, when you're a teenager, you don't have that much power and rights. You got to argue what you got to argue to get what you need to get. Right. There's not, if I want to be home right now, I got to argue, you know, Listen, we got to be together. We're a family. If I want to be somewhere else, listen, I think it's important that we all have space. It's a good learning period for everyone. Uh, so, <laughs> so Charlotte's just trying her best here. Uh, but yeah, so. Oh, she goes for that. Hey, we saw Mason. That too. We saw Mason. We'll see how that goes. Uh, right. You know, and Wendy really wants to do something for Mason. Well, she's going to do something all right. <laughs> yeah, really should leave Mason alone. That's what uh probably yes. Marty probably right in this case. Leaving Mason alone is would probably be the best course of action, but yeah, whatever. We'll 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 see how that we'll see how that pans out. And Kate, obviously, crazy Kate. And uh what he'll go <laughs> what he'll get onto for the season and will ultimately lead to uh, his demise and also Petty's demise. Where's it oh. Petty's demise? Yeah. Yep, yep. So I mean well, I mean Cade Cade kills Petty. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then, yeah, he and, then Petty, and then gets himself. Cade Cade gets killed by the cartel. Yeah, gets gets himself wrecked. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know, uh, it's I, I don't know what made this pop into my head because there wasn't really anything in this episode to do with it. But you know, we talked a lot about trust in this episode and and the level of trust that Marty has for Ruth. And later in the season, the, I, I remember that trust being put to the test uh, when Helen waterboards her. Do you remember that? No, no. I oh yeah. So I, I'm yeah. Very, I'm excited for this for. Yeah. I should say I'm excited for Ruth being waterboarded. I'm excited for. But I'm excited for waterboarding. My favorite pastime to watch. Yes, of course. But <laughs> That's that terrible. Is, yeah, I don't mean that. That that is a joke. But yeah, I, I, I'll, we'll see the the. I don't have the choice of words here, but the the loyalty I guess she has for yeah. Marty. Yeah. It's, well, we are, we're fast approaching if we haven't, we may have already passed two hours, but uh, so I don't think we're going to cut the podcast here and, and say goodbye, folks. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing for seeing, we will not hear from you or see, see you next week. We will look forward to, forward to sharing more time with you talking about Ozark next week when we discuss Once a Langmore. <laughs>